Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. We back in business. It's another glorious. We record these on a Tuesday, but to you, if you're listening right now, right here, right now, if you're not live, it's on Wednesday. But whatever the case may be, we're here for another glorious episode. Got my co-host of the year, Water. Water is the most epic co-host you could find. I'm telling you, man. Coast to coast, worldwide, you need this co-host in your life. No matter where you're from, Nebraska, Berlin, Switzerland, Sydney, Johannesburg, Brazil, Peru, Uruguay. Haiti, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, El Salvador, Seychelles, Madagascar, Zanzibar, New Zealand, Germany, Russia, China, Japan, the Philippines, Singapore, Dubai, Egypt, Ghana, goddamn Nigeria. You know I'm 25% Nigerian, you know what I'm saying? Wherever you from, you need this co-host in your life. You need this co-host in your life right here, right now. Let me tell you something, man. Get in on this water life, man. Get in on it, man. What you doing? What you doing? Respect water, man. Give it the props. Do you follow water on Instagram? Does, Inst Does water have an Instagram page? That's what I want to know. Does water have an Instagram page? If so, I need to follow it, man. I need to thirst over it. I need to put hard eyes in the comments section. That's why I need to be. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me. Water. Got a mirror on the ones and twos on the production tip, on the production side of things. And we out here, man. Another glorious episode. Shout out to my patron saints. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Shakinia Walker, Michelle S., Damon Rowland, Passionate for God. Shout out to Passionate for God, who actually pulled up to my show in Lexington, Kentucky this weekend. Let me tell you something about Kentucky as a state, as a crew, as a squad. The energy in Kentucky is amazing. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to double down on it. The energy in Kentucky is amazing. They be fired up in Kentucky. Even though that state is shaped like a piece of fried chicken, that energy is big fried. Big fried energy. Energy is like they they battered themselves, dipped themselves in some good vegetable oil, and they showed up fried, ready. And we all know everything fried tastes better. The energy was incredible. So thank you to everybody in Kentucky that pulled up. The ticket sales were ashy, though. Ticket sales are ashy. I'm going to just say it like that. The ticket sales were ashy. But... The energy was fully moisturized. So next time, I'm going to do like a one-nighter in Lexington or like y'all can just come up to Louisville and we'll turn Louisville, Louisville up. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Uh, but thank you to the Kentucky peeps. Shout out to uh, Old Ass Netta, Miss Ma'am, Salim Savid, uh, Kalia Hampton, Kay Beverly, Slarita, you know what I'm saying? E. Greer, AJ. Shout out to my patron saints, man. I appreciate my patron saints. My patron saints have made my uh, podcast better, in my opinion. They have they have upgraded my podcast. 
And I thank them for that. They be coming with the this or that. They be coming with the paranormal stories for the paranormal episodes. They really be bringing it. They be having some good-ass questions. They loyal. They supportive. You know what I'm saying? They be there for me when I be folding up. They be right there. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me. So shout out to them, man. I appreciate them. Um, we out here. It's July. It's hot. It's hot out here in Cali. Big hot. Big sweaty heat. Big musty ass. Hot, hot. Especially if you got an upstairs, downstairs. That upstairs? That upstairs be looking like an a, a R&B sexy video from the 80s. It be big sweaty upstairs, man. When, when they say heat rises, they ain't bullshitting. It'd be hot upstairs, man. I need a basement. I need a basement out here, man. I miss that basement life. The basement was cool, man. The, the basement was a vibe. That's where you go to calm down. When the when the when the stress of life and, and doing everything stresses you out, you can go to the basement to decompress. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? And I ain't got that basement, man. It just be hot upstairs. And I'll be feeling bad for pets, man. They be out here furred out. Pets be out here furred out in big summer. They be shedding their fur, be all clunky and just, they be having clumps, hair just be all over the floor because it's like, yo, it's hot. And their body knows it. So the hair just be falling out and be all over the place. I got a vacuum cat hair on the regular. Can you imagine your whole body covered in fur? Now, mind you, when it's cold, it's, it's prime real estate. But God damn, man, imagine going outside. You got on full German shepherd fur all over your body. You going, you going to the, you going to the grocery store. You like, y'all want something from the grocery store? And you going out there in the full German shepherd body coat. You're going to be pissed off. You're going to be hot. You're going to be cranky. You're going to be cussing everybody. No, man, I ain't paying for no goddamn bags. And they be on our necks about them bags. They be on our neck. Do you do you do you want to pay for the bags? Remember when that first kicked in? It was like we, we charging for the bags. We you, you how many bags you want? That's that's real. How many bags you want? And are y'all honest on the bag purchases at the grocery store? Are you honest? Do you really be like, yo, let me get one bag and do you only use one bag? Or do you be getting like three, four bags, but you only pay for one? See, we slowly becoming like an honor system society. It's like they really trust in this out here. It's some, it's some places in uh, certain airports where it's just like you grab your stuff and then you just pay for it. And they really trust in us out here. And I'm like, wow, trust. But. Do y'all use the amount of bags you pay for? Or do you just hit the one bag and then it's like, boom. Because that'd be shady. You're like, nah, man, I'm getting over on the grocery store. I got five bags for the price of one. You dirty bastards. And if you're going to the grocery store, put your goddamn shopping cart up. Put your goddamn shopping cart up. If I find out, if I follow you, and I find out you don't put your shopping cart up, I'm unfollowing you and I'm blocking you. If I find out you're the type of person that goes to the grocery store, you use a shopping cart, you take that shopping cart to your vehicle and you just leave that shit raw in the parking lot or shoved up just up halfway on the sidewalk and halfway in the lot, 
I'm I'm following you and I'm blocking you. You will never see my content again. I don't want you coming to my shows. I don't want you laughing in my videos. I don't want you doing nothing. Don't be giving me no condolences. I don't want none of your energy. We got we got we got to make a stand out here. We got to make a stand out here. We can't tolerate the bullshit behaviors out here. We can't. You got to put your foot down. You got to stand firm in what you believe in. And I believe in putting the shopping carts up. You're not going to be out here just putting the shopping cart wherever you see fit being selfish. You're not going to be out here just leaving the shopping cart in an empty parking space. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are that you can just leave a shopping cart in an empty parking space? How dare you? You're only thinking about yourself. You're only thinking about yourself. That's all you care about. It's paramount. It's just like, you know what? I got mine. I'm going to just leave this here and drive off. So now the next car coming in, they think they got a parking spot. They look up, it's a shopping cart right in the slot. You. The blood is on your hands. The blood is on your hands. Who do you think you are? It's like the movie uh, Oppenheimer. I mean, this this ain't that you can't equate the nuclear bomb to the shopping carts left in the parking lot. But the blood is on President Truman's hands, and is it also on Oppenheimer's hands? Is the atomic bomb the blood? Is the blood of Hiroshima, Hiroshima, and Nagasaki? Is it on the is it on the scientists' hands? Or the president's hands, as far as the blood of those people. Who, who, who is to blame? Who is to blame in that scenario? Who you got? Because I was watching that movie and I was just like, yo, they really celebrating. Because the scientists, they've been working on the bomb for a long time. The scientists were celebrating when they were able to ignite the bomb and it, it did what they wanted it to do. And so they were celebrating. They were actually cheering. It was like, you know, and this is before they actually dropped this on, on humans. But it's like, who's more at fault? And, and do you feel like nuclear weapons has actually saved lives? Because, because countries are more likely to be like, well, they got nuclear weapons. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't start a war. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, I'm, mind you, there are still conflicts. There are still people dying out here in, in warfare. But are people less likely to to go to war because they, yo, they got them, they got the missiles? We, you know what? We not even, we not even gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hmm. It's it's like that rule with, uh, you know, people carrying guns in certain states. Some people feel like if everybody has guns, violence is less likely to pop off because everybody is strapped up. So, you know, in a road rage incident, you don't know who's packing that heat. You better stay your ass in the car or you better watch your mouth or you better you better not just go and assault somebody because they got hands. But then you find out they also have pills. And so, 
a lot of people stay on their P's and Q's because it's like, yo, everybody's strapped up. I better not even go over here and try to trip. So is is it the same with nuclear weapons? Do countries be like, well, shit, we, ch- we, we can't just go over there and smack them up, man. They got nuclear weapons. We can't, we can't just run up and just run up in the country and be like, man, what y'all trying to do? Because they got, they got the pistols. And in this case, for, from countrywide, the pistols is nuclear weapons. I don't know, man. Because the scientists, the scientists could have made these bombs, but they could have never been used. But since they were used, who's more at fault? I feel like they're both at fault because they created the bomb and then the president was like, let's use the bomb. But the president actually pulled the trigger on using the bomb twice. I don't know how I would feel. I can't imagine carrying that type of weight. I can't imagine carrying the weight of Yo, what I created or what order I put into motion actually killed hundreds of thousands of people. Can you imagine being the pilots on the on the airplanes that actually dropped the bombs on Japan? You are, I don't care how you look at it. I don't care how you look at it. You can look at it like I was just doing my job. I was just doing my job. But your actions directly resulted in the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, you were just doing your job, but you pressed the button, you opened the hatch, you released the bomb over two cities. And now you are personally responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know. You you got to have a different kind of compartment in your brain to be able to live with that. In my opinion, like I I don't think I could carry that weight. Because I look beyond the I'm doing it for my country. I'm doing a job. I'm looking at it like what I did today at work obliterated Thousands of people. Thousands of people are no longer here because of what I did. Regardless of you just following orders, that's what you have to sleep with. Because it was mass civilians that just perished in that, in those, in those attacks on, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mass civilians. People that didn't sign up for none of this. They were shopping. They were living their lives. They were in school. They were at work. They were in class. They were, they were living their lives. Imagine you right now living your life. You living your life. You going, you going to Roush. You, you running errands and then boom. A whole bomb detonates in your city. And even if you didn't die right away, oh, my God, the slow death on the back end, the radiation sickness, the burns, the, oh, come on, man. 
it's impossible for me not to think about the whole shebang. No, no pun intended on shebang. It's impossible for me not to think about those people affected by the bombs. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy to quantify that. Now, when now when soldiers attack a so when soldiers attack each other, it's like, all right, man, it's 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 messed up, but I. I can handle it a little bit better because they're, they're soldiers. They signed up for battle. They signed up for conflict. They signed up for defense and offense. They signed up for it. So when we talk about the attack on Pearl Harbor, they attacked the military. They attacked, you know, they attacked people with weapons and like, you know, it was, it was, it was a sneak attack and, you know, we didn't expect it, but it was like, all right. But those bombs dropped. Civilians, just regular people. I was just like, wow, man. That shit is crazy. And it's scary and it's terrifying. And it's just like, so I think about the bigger picture when it comes to, like, when I watched Oppenheimer, I was just thinking about, like, yo, man, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. You know, I I, I feel guilty for far less. So I know I'm not I'm not built for that life. I'm not I'm not built for dropping bombs out here. You know what I'm talking about, you feel me? I man, that's tough. Regardless of who started the war, I'm just looking at the regular people. I'm just like, damn. It's a cold game out here. But that's that's what had me in my thoughts. And then, you know, I took a deep dive. I started watching more videos and stuff like that about uh, the development of the atomic bomb and like all that all that stuff. And I'm still digging in. I'm still digging in on that. So, you know what I'm saying? What's up, Brody? Uh, I'm about to cut off the IG live. If you want to continue to watch this episode live, um, join my Patreon. Go to my Instagram, click the link on my bio. Join join my Patreon today. My Patreon is dope. You get live podcasts. You get live verbal cardio. Excuse me. Live daddy issues. You get movie nights. You get the watch party movie nights. You get the game nights. You get first dibs on merch, tickets. So it's a good time, man. Join the Patreon, man. I challenge you right now. Go to my Instagram page. Click the link on my bio. And join my Patreon, man. Do it. Do it. Do it, man. You say you love me. You say you want to support me. You know what I'm saying? Join the day, man. Get in on this, man. I appreciate y'all, but I'm cutting y'all off, man. You want to see the rest? Join the Patreon, man. We out here. Boom, pow. Man, I'm telling you, man, that to quantify the amount of damage that was done from those bombs being dropped is crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on in the in the in the women community, in the trans community, at odds right now. Um, I've been seeing it on the shade room. You know, that's where I get my news. The shade room. Um, about you know women's bodies, and you know, for me. It's getting it's getting it's getting wild out here in terms of the labels and the names and you know a woman is a woman and a, and a man is a man 
everything's getting fuzzy. Everything's getting muddled up and everybody, everybody feels like they have a say and all of that. So it's like the sticky waters out here, you know, and women go through enough shit already. Let them claim their womanhood. If they, if they were born a woman, you know, and I feel like it's it's not wrong to to have two genders, male and female. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong if you if you identify as a female and you want to and you want to switch over. You want to you want to switch over. That's fine too. But I just I, I just think it's wrong to um, you know, and I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, that's even the case, but it, I think it's wrong to tell women how to be and how to feel and how to move and how to talk about themselves. I know I don't have no saying. Like I, I'm not going to sit up here and say women, women, women should do this and they should say this and they should feel this. And I feel like once you start doing stuff like that, you do yourself a disservice and you do whatever whatever community you're representing. You're doing them a disservice, also. You know. Um, Cause I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I've never claimed to, and I, you know, I don't want to be sitting up in here saying, you know, women, you know, we can we can have our little discussions about men and women all day, but um, there are certain unique things that a woman is capable of doing that a woman does, um, that I can't do because of science, because of biology. Um, there are differences that were that have been here for thousands of years so you know it is what it is it is what it is out here and vice versa you know what i'm saying there, there's there are certain things that men can do that women can't and won't do and don't do and don't feel and don't have So for me, you know, um, and and when a person wants to identify as something else, that's fine. I ain't got no problem with it. D- tell me what to call you. Tell me what to call you. Uh, so, you know, that's fine, too. But this regulation on, on, on the bodies of women, I'm just like, wait, what, what's happening? They're already regulating with the with the abortion stuff and the birth control. And all. y'all really trying to y'all really doing this, huh? This is wild. It's wild times we living in, man. It's the Wild West. Big wild. Um, but that's what the hell's going on. Nas and Hit Boy dropped a new album, um, Magic 2. And I'm all in, of course. Nas and Hit Boy are 5-0, and oh, as far as I'm concerned. Another another good release. Um this just solidifies Nas as my favorite rapper. It's just, that's just what it is, man. My favorite rapper. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. And I challenge MCs. I challenge MCs to be able to, to rap at a high level and continue to make music at a high level this late in the game. Nas debuted in 1994. So next year, he will be in the game for 30 years. 30 years in. In rap. and hip-hop. 
a genre that's notorious for discarding what they consider old. 30 years in, still putting out dope-ass projects. 30 years in. How many MCs can say that? How many? It's not a lot. It's not a lot. So, you know, shit, and any, even outside of hip hop, it's still like, you know, to be making, to be making quality records all the time, you 30, 40, 50 years in, it's tough. It's tough, man. Music is a, is a young person's, overall music is a young person's game, especially hip hop. Hip hop is a young person's game. So to still be able to put out music at a high level, high quality is amazing. And so for me, you know, my favorite MC slot has been solidified. Like other cats that I have in high regard, you know, Black Thought. Um, we haven't had a Roots album in a while, but Black Thought has been releasing projects. We got uh, Common. Common still releases projects, but he's got his hands in other things, you know, acting and producing, you know what I mean? Still putting out some quality projects, but it's like, I feel like uh, I did like the August Green album Common did with uh, uh, Robert Robert uh, Glasper and uh, Kareem Riggins. I liked, um, you know, The Dream of the Believer was like my last like fire Common album. Andre 3000, I don't know if he's coming back. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not going I'm not going to get my hopes up with Andre. Andre will be like, "Yeah, yeah, I might, I might do a little album. We might not ever see that album. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not even thinking about it. Like when I see articles and like, you know, memes or whatever about Andre in the studio, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Killer Mike said this, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it when it's on my phone getting played multiple tracks. That's when I believe it. So with that in mind, Andre hasn't put out anything since Idlewild. It's like a complete project. You know, Outcast, Idlewild. And then you got Jay-Z. Jay-Z be like, he don't know if he want to retire or not. You know, he be back and forth. He be towing the line. He be like, I'm retired, y'all. Actually, I'm back. I'm retired. I'm back. I'm retired. I'm going to drop something. He probably working on something right now on the sneak. But it's like, this Nas and Hit Boy collaboration is just, I feel like, more MCs should do this. Sit down with one producer and just collab and make some hot shit. And I want to be on Vlad TV talking shit to Vlad. Like, what'd you say about Nas and his beat selection? Let's talk now. Let's talk now. Vlad, put your money where your mouth is, man. We got beats now. You can't lean on that no more, man. We got the beats now. Um, put your money where your mouth is, man. Speaking of money, let's talk money for a second. Let's talk big money for a second. One of the things I hate in life, 
One of the things I hate in life is waiting to be paid. That's one of the most frustrating things. You're grateful that you have a job, for one. You're grateful that you have a job. But to wait for that money is just, it's nerve-wracking. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I'm waiting to I'm waiting to get paid. You in that awkward, you in that awkward space where it's just like, I'm just, I'm just counting down the days till I get paid. Gratefully, I'm in this, I'm I'm in stand-up comedy. So a lot of the times I get paid at the end of the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm doing a weekend in the city, I get paid Saturday night. I get paid Saturday night. But the other stuff I work on, I got to wait. I got to wait to get paid. I got to wait in two weeks. You, you, come get your check or we going to mail you something. You waiting for that mail. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, and you done burn yourself out. You done tap yourself out. You need the money because the bills ain't waiting. The bills ain't going to be waiting every time. Yeah, there's a couple of bills to be like, hey, man, holler at me on the first. Holler, don't forget about me on the first. That's some, some bills be like that. Holler, holler at me on the first. I'll be right here. But some bills come out of nowhere on your ass. Car trouble, court, DMV, bail money, emergencies, school stuff for the kids, a bill you thought you paid, but then you look back and it's just like, yo, man, I thought I paid this. Nah, man, an interest. So now the bills are showing up, but, but I get paid, you know, well, we ain't waiting. Pay up. We right here, right now. Them bills be on your front porch smoking a cigarette like, what's up, man? You owe us, man. Cell phone bill. Where that money at, man? Oh, Car troubles be smoking three cigarettes. They be like, what's up, man? You need a new starter in your car. Your carburetor. Your radiator, huh? I'm the mechanic, man. Where's the money at? Oh, 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 you ain't got no ride? That's crazy. That's crazy. It could be $1,200. You ain't got that? You ain't got the $1,200? The AC going out in the summertime is clutch. It's crunch time. Now the AC going out? Yeah. You look sweaty. Why you hot? Because the AC went out. Well, you got to pay up. I'm the AC bill. What you trying to do? So it's all this stuff you got to live with. But thankfully, thankfully, earning will help you in those transitional periods. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly. So why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Okay? Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. So you just download the earning app and verify your paycheck and access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So so this is dope because if I needed if I needed something like this, this would be perfect because like I said the bills just be pulling up. You know what I'm saying? You done blew a tire. Now you need a new tire. Whatever may come up, you you might need a quick hundred. You might need, you know, you might need about 350, 400. You might need the full 750 for the pay period. 
You never know what you're gonna need in those little in those little bi weekly moments. Cause like they say, life doesn't happen bi weekly. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love the fact that you can get somewhere. You can be like, man, I just need I just need a little something to get me through. You know what I'm saying? That AC, that radiator. You know what I'm talking about? Make earning a part of your financial routine and join earnings. Over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Uh, so you can download download earning today. Spelled E A R N I N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. That's E A R N I N, the Earning app. When you download the Earning app, type in verbal cardio under the podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show if you did that. It would help, you know, verbal cardio. If you go in there and you type in verbal cardio under the podcast. So type in verbal cardio under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, and pay period max, see earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Keep that in mind. Okay? So, yeah, man. Earning be dope. Cause it gets you through those little moments, man, when you're in limbo. I call it, I call it payment limbo. When you waiting those two weeks till your next paycheck, man, that's that payment limbo right there. You just out here floating, you hoping don't nothing come up. Please don't, please, please don't come up. And you just floating, trying to get to that next pay period. So it's tough, man. Speaking of pay periods, man, let's talk about the SAG, the SAG, you know, writers guild strike. I'm scared that this is going to go on for a long time. This is going to go on for a long time, man. Now, I know I know a lot of y'all are not, you know, in that life, but let me break it down like this cuz a lot of people a lot of people think a lot of people think that actors are automatically rich. Actors and writers, if you've been on TV, a lot of people be like, "They rich cuz you've been on TV." And that's not the case. Trust me, y'all. It is not the case. You hear about all these crazy salaries these stars are getting. That is a small fraction of the acting pool. You know how many actors and actresses and like crew and like PAs and 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 so many other people involved. Look at look at how many people are involved. When you go to the movies and you watch the credits. Even if you're not watching the credits, you're just sitting there. A lot of times we we do kind of sit through the credits because of Marvel, and now we'd be waiting for an extra scene at the end. You're looking at all these names involved in making a single film. You're looking at all the all, all the catering people, the stunt coordinators, the 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 people handling the the paperwork, the people handling um, the visual effects, the wardrobe. It's so many moving parts and people involved in making one motion picture, one TV show, whatever the case may be, right? Those people are not getting millions of dollars, not even close for the project. We just hear about, oh, Brad Pitt getting 20 million, Will Smith getting 20 million, The Rock getting 20 million, such and such getting 12 million. 
They getting 15 million, 7.5 million, 2.3 million. That movie with that star that's getting a million. There are literally 40 other actors in that same film. And you know damn well those 40 other actors in that same film are not getting anywhere near that type of money to be in that same film. Matt Damon's getting $20 million. The dude that had a couple lines up in there, he's getting probably 7000 You know what I'm saying? Depend- depending on the budget of the film. Now, just imagine a low-budget film that has a big star, George Clooney, in a low-budget film. Normally, George Clooney gets about $15 million, $12 million. But since he's going to take a pay cut because he really wants to work with the director, but now everybody else in that movie, they're getting the low-budget low SAG minimum. You know what I'm talking about? Some people getting seven fifty dollars a day. You know what I mean? And they're working on the picture. They're getting seven fifty dollars a day. And they're working on the picture for three, four days. 750 times four. Let's see. You're getting 750 a day, right? Boom, pow. You done worked on the film for five days, right? You're getting 3750 before taxes. You're getting 3750 before taxes, before you pay your agent, before you pay your manager. That's 3750 before everything gets taken out. Now we now they're coming for your taxes. Now they're coming for the for the agency fee, for the management fee. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you got kids or not, but you know what I'm saying? You done made two thousand dollars for the five days. That if you live in Cali, that ain't even your rent. But you in you in a, you in a movie though. You in a movie with a big star, but that ain't even your rent. That's the reality of the vast majority of actors. That's the payment reality. And a lot of times less. Those those features, those, those featured extras and extras, they're getting way less. I used to do extra work. We're getting 60 for eight. That's non-union. We're getting 60 for eight. Eight hours, we're getting $60 for the whole day. $60 divided by eight. We getting seven fifty. We we was getting seven. I don't know what the rates are now because I haven't done extra work in a long time. We getting we getting seven dollars and fifty cent an hour as an extra, but we there all day. They might go up. Might get seventy five. I remember. I remember when I first started. Oh, they giving seventy five for eight. Oh, that's a good. That's a good payday. We get nine thirty an hour. So the so the reality is people are just barely getting by financially. Taking the taking the scraps we can get, taking the gigs we can get and muster up. The reality is we're not getting paid like that. I was an extra in the movie Transformers. I probably was getting 75 for eight working on that film. I think I worked on that film three or four days, maybe about four days. I don't even remember that money. That money, that money was. I don't even remember the money. It was not, it was nothing significant. Nothing. And the star of that film, I think Shia LaBeouf was, I think he got like 500000 for that movie. 500. 500. 
which is to me, I was like, oh, 500,000 for the movie. But you know, after taxes, we're looking at 500,000 for the movie. We taking out 10 for the for the agent. So that's about so we got about 450. We got about 450 left. You know what I'm saying? Taxes coming for that ass. We'll take out the we'll take out another ten percent for the uh for the agency. So we was about four hundred thousand for the for the manager. You know what I'm saying? Taxes is coming. They go they gonna come for a big chunk. They gonna come for that, they gonna come for that two fifty. So four hundred thousand to Shire. We're gonna take out about another two fifty for taxes. Shia LaBeouf walking home with hundred and fifty thousand for the first Transformers. Hundred fifty thousand. This is before. This is before. This is before the Transformers. Because Shia LaBeouf at that time didn't have a huge name, and Transformers wasn't the guaranteed box office hit. So you got to come in on the low end. Shoot, Robert Downey Jr. only got about five hundred thousand for the first Iron Man. About five hundred. He ended up getting crazy millions, but you know, yeah, man. So people are really out here just scraping by trying to make trying to make money, trying to trying to earn earn what they feel they're, you know, do and just trying to make it, trying to survive, trying to get the health care going. So so please don't assume just because anybody has been on a, a TV show you watch, a movie you have seen, that they are all rich. That is not the case. It's not the case. So, you know, keep that in mind. They're they really out here. And it's scary, man. Like, if you living, you barely scraping by, man, and then, now you're on strike, they just coming out of COVID. COVID shut everything down. Now a strike, so it's just like, yo, people are really out here stressed. And the money, the money ain't what you think it is. Like, I, I put all my business out here. So, for me, they're... they're I make the vast majority, the vast lion's share of my income comes from stand-up comedy. That's why I get annoyed when people are, whenever I come, whenever I defend uh, the gay community, when it, whenever I defend anybody like that, whenever I step outside of, you know, just speaking speaking on behalf of black folks, whenever I step outside of that, People always say, oh, Tony, Tony trying to be Hollywood. Tony trying to be in Hollywood's good graces. No. Hollywood ain't paying me like that. Hollywood ain't paying me like that. I make the lion's share of my income from stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy, because of my stand-up comedy and because of my social media content, that is a that has provided me the lion's share of my income. I've been on TV before. I've been in movies before. But that money be gone. That money be gone. I was talking to Kev the other day. And I was like, the TV appearances I've had as a stand-up comedian have not changed my life financially. None of them. None of them. So I'm not out here trying to appease Hollywood, trying to get in their good graces. You think I'm just defending the gay community just because I want to get on Hollywood's good side? Y'all sound stupid. Y'all sound dumb as hell. 
You know what I'm saying? I've been paying my bills from stand-up comedy. And I, my my rates in stand-up comedy grew because of the work I put in with my content, the relationship I've built with other comedians, the sketches that have led to more exposure. That's how I built my career. Y'all just be talking. Like, I don't have the fantasy of Hollywood anymore. That's That's gone. I mean, yes, it would be great to be a regular on a on a hit TV show. It would be great to be a lead or co-lead in a big budget blockbuster movie. Of course, I'm still down for that. I still I still want to. I still want a TV show. I still want to be in movies for sure. I love acting. But financially, when I look at the pay rates, when I look at I'll be like, damn, I'll make, I'll, I'll make more money on the road doing stand up than the, than this TV gig or this movie gig. I'm taking a I'm taking a pay cut if I do a movie right now. I'm taking a pay cut if I do a TV show appearance. I'm taking a pay cut. If I cancel a weekend on the road to to shoot something that's on television, nine times out of ten, I'll I'll be making less on that TV show. Nine times out of ten. I'll be taking a pay cut. So it's like. So that little narrative that some people be creating because I because I'm defending people they don't agree with, they be like Tony just going Hollywood. No nigga, Hollywood ain't Hollywood. Hollywood ain't taking care of your boy like that. So I can say what I want. So you know, and that and that's just being you know real. And yeah, I get residual checks, but the residual checks can be anywhere from eight cent, a hundred nineteen dollars. I just got a residual check for, uh, I forget what it was. I just got a residual check. I think it was like $200 for something. I can't remember what it was. So the money comes in, but it's random. I don't know when those checks are coming in. Ain't no set dates for the residual checks. It's all contingent upon, are they re-airing what I was in? So the uncertainty of just depending on acting will stress you the hell out. Because the reality is you don't know when the residual checks are coming in, but them bills is going to be on time. That rent is due the first every goddamn month. The car payments, the health insurance, the utilities. If you got kids, the daycare, all these bills is coming in hot, fresh, ready, Every month, that residual check that could be eight cent, that could be fifty six dollars, that could be two hundred eight dollars. You can't lean on that. You can't depend on that. One false move, you evicted, and then the check gonna come in, and then you got to scramble to get the check because you done changed your address. So for me, I thank God that I was able to focus on stand up. Because the helplessness now is that, you know, they at the mercy of these studios and the striker is just like, man. And then you still you still got to get cash. You still got to get booked. You still got to. It's so much other things that are out of your control. And you're just trying to make a living by doing what you love to do. It's a tough it's a tough life. And it's scary when the, when the strike happens. If you outside of that life, you'd be like, y'all are rich. You good. You saved up. That's not the story for the vast majority of these people in these industries. Not to mention the people that are behind the camera. The people that you don't see. 
the people building the sets and like getting the lighting correct and the PAs and the people getting the scripts printed out, the paperwork, people driving the vans to get the actors and the actresses moving around the set. It's so many moving parts involved in just a TV show that you watch all the time or a movie that you've seen. It's so many moving parts and so many people involved that have to be cared for financially. It's crazy. And they're not making crazy money. So it's like, you know, the stakes are high right now. And I'm just blessed that I'm in a place where, you know, I don't have to solely depend on that to 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 earn my living. So I'm just grateful. And, you know, you know, it, it's worrisome. It's like, damn, man, I hope I hope they can resolve all this soon. But it looks like it won't be resolved for a while. Now, let me tell you something what I was saying earlier about I think Kev asked me. He was like, did any did any of your stand up comedy appearances change your life? And I was like. No. I told Kev, I was like, you have had a bigger impact on my life than any of those TV shows I did. And I was dead serious. I told Kev, I was like, you have had a bigger impact on my life from a financial standpoint than any of those shows I've done on TV. And then I started to think about how many how many TV appearances I have as a stand-up comedian. I was on Last Comic Standing twice, two different seasons. I was on two seasons of Last Comic Standing. I was on I was on Stand Up on Stars. I was on my 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 debut as a stand-up comedian. Shout out to Gabriel Iglesias and Alfred Robles. I was on Stand Up Revolution on Comedy Central. I was on uh all Deaf Comedy Jam on HBO. I was on Marlon Wayans Presents the Headliners. I was on Laughs on Fox. Everybody was on that, so it don't really count, but Laughs on Fox. Um, so that's that's seven that I'm counting. I'm trying to remember everything that I've done for TV. That's seven right there. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. So that's seven, that's seven TV appearances None of those made a significant impact on my life in terms of in terms of uh my bookings my my cash flow I can't say any of those any of those uh t v appearances really changed my life like that but the but the outside looking in you think oh Tony's been on t v you know what I'm saying he's you know that's when his life changed. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not what you think it is. So, so like I said, Gabriel Iglesias, stand up revolution, um, stand up on stars. I was on laugh mobs. We got next. I was on comics unleashed. I was on last comic standing twice. I was on this show called punchline. That's seven. I was on Laugh Tracks. That's eight. Um, that's eight right there. And then I was on uh, Marlon Wayans Presents the Headliners on HBO. That's nine. That's nine television appearances as a stand-up comedian. 
And I can't I can't say that I can't say that any of those any of those shows help help get me more bookings directly. They might have been they might have been somewhere it was like, all right, you on here, we'll bring you out. But you know, attendance was still low at the comedy club. So for me, like the way I built, you know, my stand-up career is through relationships. Relationships. My relationship with Kev, my relationship with Marlon, my relationship with Alfred, which led into my my relationship with Gabriel. It was like these relationships really helped. And I'm not, I don't want to diminish the opportunities that were given to me by being on these shows. 100%, I'm just, I'm grateful. But I can't honestly say that any of these changed my life in a significant and financial way. Um, my stand-up comedy special, Scaredy Cat, Tony Baker Friends is a special. And when I was doing, uh, when I was doing Keep Your Distance all that time, Kev put me on a first big tour. So Kev on stage changed my life significantly. And I know you're going to hate to hear it, but that man changed my life in a major way. 100%. 100%. And honestly, our relationship is not due to my TV appearances as a stand-up comedian. Like, Kev didn't see me on any of those shows I just mentioned and be like, yo, I want to work with Tony. He didn't see me on any of those and be like, yo, I want to work with this guy. He met me in real life, in real time, as we were doing shows together. And he was like, I like this guy. And I was like, man, I like this guy. And so it came from that. So that that's the reality. So everything, everything that glitters ain't gold. That's what that's basically what I'm talking about. Everything that glitters ain't gold. So, you know, just 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 keep everybody that's involved in the strike and that are affected by the strike in your prayers because because a lot I think a lot of people just write everybody off because you think we all balling and we're not. So it's 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 real scared people out here. It's, it's people really scared, really struggling, really dependent on the industry moving and breathing and thriving and people people making good wages. So, you know, just just be a little bit more sympathetic to what's going on. So don't just write everybody off thinking everybody's millionaires just because they've been on TV and movies and stuff. That's not the case. And also think about the crew that you never see in front of the camera. So many moving parts, man. So many. And now we're doing the Ball Brothers tour. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. He gonna hate this. He gonna hate this video. But I'm gonna clip it anyway. I'm clipping the shit out of it. I'm clipping the shit out of it. Kevin gonna be like, man, don't do this to him. I'll be like, ha ha, you changed my life, dog. I want you to feel it. Embrace it. Hold it. And I want to say this too. Y'all have changed my life. The people. The people that found me from my social media content, the people that found me, you, you, you like the voiceovers and then you showed up to my comedy shows. The people have changed my life. Y'all, y'all have. You. Y'all have, y'all have made it to where I don't need Hollywood. And I appreciate every single piece of it. So y'all have changed my life more than anything. 
So I appreciate y'all. And y'all already know that. I'm gratitude McGee. I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative Sanders out here. You know what I'm saying? So y'all already know I'll be rubbing y'all booty cheeks any chance I get because I understand the value and the and the and the, the appreciation of what y'all have done for me. So and continue to do for me. That's why these people, these people sitting right up in here watching me talk right now. This is this is this is this is it. Who needs Hollywood? This. You know what I mean? So I appreciate y'all, man. Um, Deyo Oganike or Nake? Oganake? This or that? Nas versus Lupe Fiasco. You son of a bitch. You piece of shit. You, you're going for the jugular. I just sat up here and said Nas is my favorite MC. Why would you do this? And you know I know Lupe Fiasco. I know him in real life. You know what I'm saying? I know him in real life. So why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I literally just sat up here and said, Nas is my favorite MC. And then you're going to be like, Nas versus, why, why would, why? I just said, I just said what I said. So why come with somebody else? Why come with somebody else? You be like, yo, man, my favorite thing to eat is pizza. And then you be like, yo, pizza versus turkey legs. Like, why? Why are you doing this? I'm not answering because you know the answer. I just said who my favorite MC was. You know what I'm saying? You know the answer. I already answered it. Next, next this or that. I already answered this. Piss. Kobe Maguire with a better question. TLC or Destiny's Child? This is a better question. TLC or Destiny's Child. Now, now, now we can now we can get into the nuts and bolts of this. TLC or Destiny's Child. Vocally, we all know that Destiny's Child uh, is a better vocal group in terms of pipes. I think we can all agree on that right out the gate. We can all agree. Destiny's Child has the better pipes. But ain't nothing, to, ain't nothing to think about. Big Glide ain't nothing to think about. Uh, but does Destiny's Child have a better album than Crazy Sexy Cool? I don't think so. I think crazy, sexy, cool trumps anything Destiny's Child has put forth. Me, myself, me, myself, personally. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? 
The writings on the wall is Destiny's Child's magnum opus. That's their crown jewel, in my opinion. Survivor is Skip City. Destiny Fulfilled is, I think Destiny Fulfilled, excuse me, is better than uh, Survivor. Destiny's Child debut album was legit. I like the song uh, Second Nature. Second Nature is my favorite Destiny's Child song. I know y'all are probably looking for the big splashy single or whatever like that, but my favorite Destiny's Child song is still Second Nature. It's the first song on their first album. Um, I really like the flow and the vibe of that song. And then you got Ooh on the TLC tip, hat to the back. I got to move my pants down real low. That's the kind of girl I am. You got hat to the back. You got what about your friends? Are they going to stand their ground? Are they going to be around? Yeah. What about your friend? What about your friend, baby, baby, baby? Boom, doom. Ooh, on the TLC tip versus Destiny's Child debut, TLC is winning. Crazy Sexy Cool versus The Writings on the Wall, TLC wins again. Creep, Red Light District, uh, Waterfall. What's that song? Let's Take Our Time. Let's take our time, babe. Mm-hmm. Not, not real life district, real life special. I don't know why I said district. Get my mind out the gutter. Digging on you. Um, I'm going with TLC. TLC is my final answer. I'm going TLC over Destiny's Child, man. What's up? I got TLC. I ain't even I ain't even get to the fan mail album. I ain't even get to Unpretty and No Scrubs. I ain't even get to fan mail. And then the ace in the hole, the goddamn ace in the hole. Yeah, we got chili, we got T bars, but the goddamn ace in the hole is that left eye. Left eye was the ace in the goddamn hole. Left eye come around the corner and give you that memorable verse, and you just like, man, hell yeah, left eye. I seen the rainbow yesterday. Man, come on. Left eye was the ace in the hole. You forget about left eye, and then she show up on the track, you'd be like, man, left eye. Destiny's Child ain't have no MC. Destiny's Child ain't had no MC, man. So, yeah, TLC is my final answer. Uh, Analog Future asks, Al Pacino or De Niro? Mm. Mm. That's how you feel today? Coming in nipples first with your this or that question, huh? Your whole chest is loose on this one. Ha. <sighs> Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, huh? <laughs> Robert De Niro has the bigger resume. Robert De Niro has more films on his belt. That doesn't necessarily mean he's better. He's just 
He's got more. He's got more to choose from. Al Pacino, we got The Godfather, one, two, and three. We got Dog Day Afternoon. We got we got Cruising. We got Serpico. We got Heat for both of them. Both of them got Heat. We got The Devil's Advocate. We got Sin of a Woman, even though I never saw Sin of a Woman. And I got a vendetta against Sin of a Woman because Al Pacino got the Oscar over Malcolm X, Denzel's Malcolm X. And I don't like that. I feel like they felt like they owed Al Pacino an Oscar. So they're like, let's give him an Oscar. But they shun Denzel's performance as Malcolm X. Malcolm X should have got that goddamn Oscar. No disrespect to Al Pacino, and he's one of the best to ever do it. But I feel like in that moment, in that year, in that even though I didn't even see Sin of a Woman, there's no way. There's no way his performance as Sin of a Woman outshined Denzel as Malcolm X. There's no, I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe it. I'm not buying that two for a dollar. But back to Al Pacino. So Al Pacino, you got that resume right there, right? Robert De Niro, though. We got The Godfather 2. We got Taxi Driver. We got Raging Bull. You know what I'm talking about? We got Midnight Run. We got Cape Fear. We got Casino. We got Goodfellas. We also have Heat. They were both also in The Irishman, too. Ah. We got Analyze This, Analyze That. We got Meet the Parents. Robert De Niro played Frankenstein's monster. Robert De Niro played Frankenstein's monster. Let's not forget. I'm going Robert De Niro, cuz. Robert De Niro. Bobby D. Robert De Niro for me. That's Robert De Niro. Even in, even in the movie Heat, I was leaning towards Robert De Niro. I was like, man, his... Even though they were both fantastic in Heat, don't get me wrong, but Robert De Niro's side of the story was more compelling to me. Like the stuff going on with, you know, Al Pacino's wife and his, you know, his stepdaughter or whatever, it was cool, you know what I'm talking about, you feel me? But I was way more invested in Robert De Niro's side of the game, the criminal side of the game, man. When he was sitting at that table, let's say you do got me boxed in. I will not hesitate, not for a second, to take you down. You know what I'm saying? It was like Robert De Niro, man. Robert De Niro. But they both they both smashing raw still. They both still smashing raw. And they both delivered. Now I will say this. I will say this. In the other movie that they did together, Al Pacino outshined Robert De Niro, in my opinion, in The Irishman. Oh, my God. Carlito's Way. I love Carlito. Oh, and Scarface. Oh, shit. Wait, hold on. Hold on, man. Let me regroup. Uh, how could I forget about Carlito's Way and Scarface? Damn. Hold on, let me let me let me re get my feet together. Hold on a second. Oh, and any given Sunday. Oh. <sighs> oh, I forgot. I'm tripping, man. Alright, Al Pacino. 
We got The Godfather 1, 2, and 3. We got Scarface. We got Carlito's Way. We got Any Given Sunday. We got The Devil's Advocate. We got Dog Day Afternoon. We got Serpico. Robert De Niro was also in The Godfather 2. I'm I'm still I'm still giving the edge to Robert De Niro though. Cuz Robert De Niro is doing better in comedies. Robert De Niro has better comedies. You know what I'm saying? Robert De Niro has to meet the parents and meet the fuckers. Robert De Niro has to analyze this and that. Yeah. Robert De Niro also has a Bronx tale. I love that shit. Yeah, I'm still going with I'm still going with Robert De Niro. Even though Al Pacino kills it in The Irishman, though. Robert, I mean Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa. Nailed it. Nailed it. Now you asking who's a better actor? I don't know. I got I got nothing. I I, I got nothing. But in terms of in terms of my personal pick, though, I'm gonna go Robert. They're both phenomenal actors. Some of the best to ever do it. All right, let me let me find another this or that. Let me find another this or that. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about you feeling. All right, here we go from QDB. All right. Four million for six months in the Amazon for starring role in the newest Transformers movie, or two million for three months in the Sahara for supporting role in the prequel of the story of Storm. So I could do four million for six months in the Amazon for a starring role in the newest Transformers movie, or two million for three months in the Sahara for a supporting role in the prequel to Man, this is this is a wordy question. But give me the two million dollars for the Storm movie. Give me the two mil for the Storm movie. Here's why. I feel like people will be more invested in a Storm movie right now. Transformers, we 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 we've been transformed out. Transformers got mad movies under the belt already. They just put out one this summer. So you got Transformers: Rise of the Beast, Transformers: The Last Night, Transformers: uh, Extinction, Transformers: The Dark of the Moon, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers. You got Bumblebee. You got seven seven Transformers movies in the can already. They've already been done. Seven. The seventh one just came out. Seven. Ain't no storm movie been been had yet. This is this is new territory. This is exciting. Now people are like, yo, man, we get the right storm. I can't wait to see how they do storm. There's gonna be people lined up. That's gonna do good box office. It's at least gonna have people's attention. So definitely, definitely, definitely give me the two million in the Sahara. For the Storm movie. And plus, I love Storm, man. Storm is Storm is everything. Put this on the docket for Gross Point Bake. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, Robert De Niro's gonna win on the Gross Point Bake. Um 
justified. Cafe Olay says justified or sins of anarchy. I can't answer this yet because I'm I'm just now digging into Justified for real. I started Justified when it first came out, but I fell off. So now, now I'm currently watching Justified. So let me finish Justified and then I'll come back to that. I did finish all of Sons of Anarchy. I finished that. So I just got to finish Justified. So I'm watching it now. I like Raylan Gibbons, man. I like I like Timothy as Raylan Gibbons, man. I like him a lot. He just be chilling. Uh, but Justified is a good time. So I've been I've been uh I've been binging on Justified lately. Just because so, I knew I know I know they released a new Justified, so now I've been catching up on the old. So that's where I'm at right now. Um Jay Thomas, and this is the final question for the episode. This is it. Jay Thomas asks, you either have to shake sweaty hands, or as punishment for not shaking the sweaty hands, you're forced into this outfit. <laughs> Thong flip-flops, toes out, with baggy boot-cut jeans and a dress shirt and tie. So I either have to have to shake sweaty hands or I got on thong flip-flop sandals with boot-cut jeans and a dress shirt and tie. Damn. I can tell, I can tell you really know me, Jay Thomas. I can tell you really know me because this this question is handcrafted to piss me off. This is the drawback of having people know you. Because then you have these questions like this because you know, you know damn well I ain't about either one of these. And that's the beauty of the program. That's the beauty of this, this question you crafted. You was like, I'm going to get Tony this time. I know he hates sweaty daps. Thong sandals, a tucked in shirt and a tie. <laughs> I got his ass. This, this is. Now, the outfit is more sanitary. So I'm leaning towards the outfit. The outfit is way more sanitary. Because I hate a wet ass dap up, man. I hate a wet ass dap. When you shake somebody's hand, dap them up and it's wet. And yo, if you got wet hands, don't be don't be out here. Pound it up. If you know your hands are notoriously sweaty, and you know if you got wet hands or not, you know if you are a wet-handed individual. You already know who you are. Your hands been wet. Ain't no new wet. Your hands been wet your whole life. You've been dapping it up. You've been shaking hands. You've been rubbing them wet-ass hands on your on your your man, your woman. Just been wetting the hands. Touching people, you hang in there. Just putting your wet stamp on people. Big wet in the hands. And you still out here, how you doing? How you doing? You still out here shaking hands, dapping people up. With your wet ass hands. Your hands is this. How you doing? Why you doing this? You know your hands is big wet. Wet, wet. If I knew I had wet hands, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. I'm like, How you doing, man? I got wet hands. I'm giving people a disclaimer, man. You don't want none of this. I got wet hands. My hands is wet. Or if I'm in a situation where I got to go to a job interview or a serious business, I'm going to have a little cloth. I'm going to have me a little cloth and I can wipe my hands before I shake somebody's hand. 
Because I don't want to give them the wet. The wet. If you wet-handed, have a cloth in your pocket ready for the wipe down. And then you come in. Please. Because I hate it when I get a gooey-ass handshake slash dap-up. It's just gooey. And I'm doing this after. You good? You good? Just gooey-ass daps. And then I remember that. I remember if you got a wet-ass dap. I'm coming in like this henceforth. I'll tell you about yourself. Man, your hand, you got wet dap. Big wet. So I'm going with the outfit. I'm going with the outfit, man. Put me in the thong sandals, the boot-cut jeans, the tucked-in shirt, and the tie. I'll just be miserable in that shit. But at least my hands won't be big wet. And it's more sanitary. Because you know with a big wet handshake comes the big wet germs, the big wet bacteria, the big wet, your DNA is now on my hands. So, yeah, the outfit is garbage. I'm out here, toes out on a Wednesday, toes out, tucked in, tucked. Oh, with a tie on. The tie, the ties was taking me over the top. The tie is was taking me over the top, man. I got a tie on. It's just the confusion in the outfit that's pissing me off. Am I gonna be dressed up or casual? The feet is super casual. The top part is all business. That's confusing. Business up top, casual down on the underneath. Man, it's dumb. It's stupid. What do you make a decision? People gonna look at me and be like, man, you don't know who you are as a person right now. You confused. You business up top, casual on the bottom, on the underneath. How you gonna be casual on the underneath, business up top? And it's not like I'm a I'm a news anchor where I just got the business top on and then I got some bullshit on the underneath. They can see my whole body. I'm standing on the block with this ridiculous outfit. I'm on the red carpet. I'm on the red carpet with this outfit on. People like Tony, and I turn around like, hey, what's up, y'all? Toes out. My pinky toe is out on the on the red carpet. Raw pinky toe. Outfit is ridiculous, man. I'm getting ripped to shreds on social media with this outfit. Getting ripped to shreds. Look at what Tony Baker got on, y'all. I'm on the grill. I'm brown on both sides. Jay Thomas, you ain't shit, man. You're banned. Jay Thomas is banned from the this or that questions for one week. A one-week ban. You're suspended. You're suspended, Jay Thomas. Now you good, Jay Thomas. That was actually a good, entertaining question, so I appreciate it. Listen, y'all. Thank y'all for uh, pulling on up, man. I appreciate y'all. My patron saints, I love y'all passionately in the shower. You already know that. Kiss all y'all in the mouth. You already know what it is. Passion, I'll be rubbing y'all booty cheeks every chance I get. Thank y'all. Y'all are making the show a good time. Y'all are my co-hosts, if you will. So I love and appreciate y'all. I care about your lives. I'll be on the sticks tonight for sure. Because Wednesday, Wednesday is going to be the first day 
Well, I have nothing to do. If everybody could just leave me alone on goddamn Wednesday, it'd be my first day. So I'm putting that into the universe. We'll see. Uh, but a possible movie night tonight. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but I appreciate y'all. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, don't forget to comment, like, share. Share verbal cardio with your people, man. Share verbal cardio with your people, man. Let's grow this podcast. Let's grow it. Let's grow verbal cardio organically, man. I know y'all be having a good time. I'll be talking about whatever, but we be having a good time up in here, man. Spread the word, man. It's not that many, it's not that many podcasts out here with just one person talking. So I'll be doing the best that I can. But spread the word, man. Let's get it out here. Let's get it cracking. Let's get it popping. Thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio.